fat coyotes come right up the back porch the other night because your dog's in heat and you know all those fucking yellow-eyed bastards go right through the screen door if they're horny. It's Thirsty Thursday, and that means we're once again hanging out at the Produce Stand, a podcast paying tribute to the great Canadian show, Letter Kenny. Now I know what you're thinking. There are many other podcasts about Letter Kenny out there, but this one is the only one that'll end in a cliffhanger. I'm Al, your host, and joining me in the room, as always, is the lovely Tanya. And online, we have uh, the invincible Victor, but no squirrely Matt this week. <laughs> you know, uh, uh, Matt should have picked last week to, to be absent since last week was also the, the episode that didn't have squirrely Dan, like, you know, to, to kind of mirror the episode. <laughs> we're, we're having an episode right. without squirrely Matt. Yeah, he's feeling under the weather today, and uh, so he apologized profusely. But he did send me his notes, uh, and but he's left me um, uh, uh, under man, like he's he's left me outnumbered uh, with uh, Victor and Tanya here today. Wah-ha-ha. I don't know. We'll, <laughs> we'll see if uh, we'll see if I have any support in this episode. Um, so let's start off, uh, Victor. How was uh, how's your week? Well. Um- my week was all right. Uh, we have an extra long, long weekend starting tomorrow. Mm-hmm. Um, so, so that's good. And, you know, usually my week updates or my weekly updates are quite boring. I don't usually share anything exciting. So I, so I thought I'd switch it up this week and just play you a tune because I keep uh, teasing it and then it never happens. Yeah, and go for I finally it. have a guitar here with me. So I'll just yeah. play you something. I'm sitting there with your guitar in your lap. Yeah, yeah. Now, would you like something like uh, Bossa Nova or maybe more funky? Whatever you're feeling right now, go for it. All right. Smoking. Very nice. There you go. We're cla- we're, we're snapping <laughs> fingers here today. All right. Yeah, that Good sounded job. that was very funky. Uh, All right. Awesome. Uh, Tanya, how was your week? Oh my. Uh, so busy, 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 busy. I don't even remember the beginning of it. <laughs> it was that long ago, and we're only on Thursday. So yeah. Tomorrow's Friday. Looking forward to that. Coming up into a long weekend, yeah. Labor Day long weekend. So that will will be. Nice. Are are, uh, are the kids uh, ready for school, Victor? Uh, uh, they got another week, so they got another week. Not, yeah, probably not. <laughs> uh, Natalie, is she starting college this year? Uh, it's her second year. Oh, her of, second. Uh, OCAD, yeah. Univers- oh, that's right. Uh, and uh, and uh, William is uh, what 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 grade? Grade twelve. This is it. Uh, you know, um, about to round <laughs> towards home base. Very nice. Well. In our household, the girl is starting grade two and the boy is a senior in elementary school. He's in grade eight. Uh, she starts next week and he starts the, the following week. So lots of preparation. 
Never thought yeah. that back to school shopping would include buying masks, but uh, here we are. Spent over a hundred dollars on those masks between the filters and the cloth masks and having enough in order to go the week for both of them and wash. And yeah, it's, it's a strange, it's a, it's a very strange thing. I don't know what the heck's going to happen, uh, what kind of year it's going to be. So, uh, you know, hope for the best, <laughs> give yeah. as much support as possible and uh, yeah. get ready for the world to, uh, you know, <laughs> Uh, throw you curveballs every week. Yeah. yeah. 2020 isn't done with us. Either. I was just happy. My most, my, my happy thing this week was finding a pair of shoes for Owen in a size 13 man uh, for $30. That was my <laughs> proud, proud moment. Cause buying two pairs of men's shoes, one indoor, one outdoor, that was a, that was a proud mom moment for me. <laughs> we, we, we actually had the same problem. We went sh- shopping for William and he's 12 and a half. Yeah. And they were sold out everywhere of his size. Mm-hmm. We couldn't find his size anywhere. Now, we're not shopping up in, uh, uh, you know, uh, North Bay or wherever the heck you guys live. But, um, <laughs> uh, you know, it's, it's in the city. See, I but, told you we were but, in the country. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> all right. Uh, to, to, to Victor, anything uh, north of Highway 7 is, is country. <laughs> He's such a city snob. <laughs> city snob. But, uh, but you got the shoes. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. The the whole idea that, you know, everybody keeps on forewarning that COVID's going to come back for a second strike and we're all going to be back indoors. And and I'm thinking, oh, I'm going to spend like $100 on a new pair of shoes that he's going to wear for a month and then we're going to be back home again. So, yeah, but size 13, he's not outgrowing though. Let's hope. Holy crap. If he, if he, uh, (laughs) he'll get into like Shaquille O'Neal territory if he uh, outgrows those. Yeah, 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 we're hoping that's it. Yeah. He's he's just crashing into everything. Everything he's just oh my he's goodness. Everything, yeah. Yeah. All right. Let's uh let's just give a shout out to some new Twitter followers this week. Uh we have uh Mot- Motavis uh from Ohio. He's a musician, uh, Victor. So uh hopefully he's listening and he and he dug uh hearing you play guitar. We have uh PJ Thorne from Parts Unknown. And uh here's an interesting one. Uh we have ACF Zimbabwe. Uh, ACF stands for Action Control La Femme, which is like uh, it's a, it's a uh, fighting hunger organi- organization in, in Zimbabwe, Africa. So they're following us, whatever that's, that's worth. super cool. Yeah. Fighting hunger for nearly 40 years. Well done. And thank you so much for the follow. Uh, listening all the way from Zimbabwe. Uh, and then we have uh, Joe Pierce listening all the way from St. Louis. St. Louis, Missouri. Uh, thank you, Joe, for, for following and, and for listening. Uh, congrats on your blues last year. Um, I can't, uh, because the Leafs are out, I'm not even paying attention anymore. Are the blues in still the playoffs this year? No, no, they're out. Who, who, who Oh, did Dallas eliminate them? I believe it was Vancouver, oh. believe it or not. Oh, yeah. really? Wow. <laughs> so, uh, uh, you know, apologies, Joe, uh, our team was eliminated too. So, uh, we're, we're on the same, <laughs> The, and, oh, but and your and your goalie. I think it's your goal. Is it El, Elliot? Is Elliot uh, yeah. St. Louis goalie? He's a local boy from Newmarket here. So uh, you know, we last year I was cheering him on when when you guys won. So uh, well done there. Huh. Yeah, Elliot used to be a St. Louis goalie, but but you know. Oh, was it was he the goalie last year when they won? No, I. No, it was a rookie. Um, oh, uh, Allen. Uh, was it Allen? No, Jake Allen was the backup. Oh, it was. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> throwing out every uh, single it was, name yeah it was it was bennington 
Right. I think then he, uh, yeah, yeah he came out of nowhere and uh, saved the team. They St. Louis was an interesting team last year because I, I think in February they were literally the last team That's in the right. league. Yeah, I remember and, that. Uh, and then they called up this kid that nobody knew who the heck he was, mm-hmm. and he just uh, he stole the show and got them into the playoffs and got them to win the Stanley Cup. And he had a terrible year this year. So yeah, and first but, first yeah, cup for St. Louis too. Yeah, I think <laughs> aren't they the. Uh, is it the first uh, expansion franchise and, and uh, so the longest uh, expansion franchise not to win a cup? And so they finally won one. I don't know. Those records uh, uh, fall by the wayside for me because all I know is that Toronto hasn't won since, uh, what, 67? Yeah, all those records <laughs> pale by comparison compared to the Leafs. Exactly. Yeah. All right. So, oh, and, and like, as I mentioned, uh, Matt's uh, uh, not feeling well today. So he unfor- he's probably in bed right now, sleeping it off. Uh, not to say that he's got something to sleep off, but anyway, he's he's getting rest. <laughs> All right. <laughs> but he sent him. He sent me his notes, so he'll be here by proxy. Uh, I'm probably going to need his support on this one. So here we go. Well, pitter patter. Let's get at her. Last week we reviewed season one, episode five, rave, and that episode received a clearance rating from all four of us. Although I feel like Tanya's and Victor's clearance was more low clearance, like on on its way to the compost. So, uh, and Matt, Matt and I were a little more um, uh, positive on that episode. So uh, th- today we're we're uh, reviewing um, episode six of season one, a fuss in the bush. Uh, Victor, did you uh, do your homework? I did. I uh, I was a day late because you were a day early. Um, so, <laughs> <laughs> yes, I sent out my reminder a day early because I was hoping that Matt wasn't you know, going to be rushing to watch it before uh, recording like he did before. Yeah, and that totally failed because yesterday I <laughs> forgot all about it. Um, and luckily, I did remember today, so I did watch. So it's a little more fresh in my head. Um, oh, okay. so I don't know if that's a meta thing to say, but um, yeah, yeah. I, so I watched it today. And, and did uh, William and Linda watch with you? Uh, just a boy. Just a boy. All right. Linda, so Lin, Lin, Linda was out for a walk, uh, doing something probably more healthier. <laughs> <laughs> All right. And uh, Tanya, um, dare I ask, did you watch, did you do your homework? Yes, I also, uh, you messed me up and I thought that the garbage needed to go out on Wednesday because I thought it was Thursday and yeah. I send out my my reminder way too early. Oh, well, I'm I'm trying to be here. You messed us all up. I I try to be proactive and this is what I get. You missed the net. All right. So (laughs) we're going to start with the cold open. Uh, Wayne and Derry are out in Wayne's back bush hunting coyote because Wayne's dog is in heat and a pack of coyotes threaten to take care of business. Uh, Derry says he's got to take a bumper dump before they get started. You ever had a bumper dump? It's not polite to talk about. No, I do got to piss a goddamn bad. When you have a dump, leaning up against the back of the bumper of your machine. Well, it's pretty near like it sounds on. You ever had a stump pump? You know, I think I did, but I can't remember. It's when you have sex. With a girl. Yeah, with a girl. <laughs> Bent over stump of a tree. A friend said he had sex inside a hollowed out log one time, and I thought, well, I bet Fred Penner pulled that off one time, too. <laughs> All right, and there's a Fred Penner joke. And uh, just uh, just for our American uh, listeners, I just want to, the reason that's funny, uh, Fred Penner is a, a Canadian children's music performer. He had a show on the CBC uh, from like 85 to 97, uh, the show was set in the woods and and he would like crawl through like a, a hollowed out log to get to his uh, little hideaway in the woods to to do his show. I do not remember. You don't that. remember that? No. Oh, man. Well, you, you didn't watch C- CBC huh. when you were a kid. But yeah, I did. Fred I did. Penner's pl- place. 
I don't recall. Victor, were you? We're gonna have to go down the, the rabbit hole on uh, YouTube later. Oh yeah, you should see some of the the videos. It's it's pretty hilarious, actually. And Fred Penner was recently on the Toronto Mike podcast and still still going strong, still playing. Um, uh, oh, still playing. Um, Victor can't hear the sound bites. <laughs> <laughs> so uh he's still playing to to children actually i think our kids or didn't uh, veronica go see him on a school trip i believe so yeah i yes. think last year she went to go see him play what song does he s- sing um um his big hit is uh oh crap what's his... victor do you know anything about fred penner Okay. Um, I, I just know that we overplayed him in our house uh, many, many years back. But um, The cat came back. That's it. The cat oh, came back. Gotcha. gotcha was his gotcha. big hit. Uh, and uh, yeah. So um, <laughs> Victor missed that first clip because I forgot to share uh, the my screen and the sound for my screen. So the, there is a connection because uh, I did play that uh, Bog on the Log song nonstop for the kids. because oh, yeah? They loved it. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, there's a connection to the episode there. Yeah, for sure. So I was just trying to explain why that was funny to, to American and, and other and other listeners from other parts, because they probably didn't grow up with Fred Penner. He was kind of the Canadian version of Mr. Rogers, I think. All right. Uh, so then Derry, uh, he's he's standing on a stump, kind of looking over the land, and he notices uh, that someone's growing marijuana on Wayne's property. And that's when we learn that Wayne hasn't smoked the electric lettuce since he was in grade eight. Uh <laughs> Never heard that before. <laughs> That's a new one. Electric lettuce. You've never heard that one? No. Yeah. Never. Never. <laughs> oh, I love that one. Uh, so scene one after the, the music. Uh, back in the kitchen, the Hicks survey the photographic evidence of the grow op on Wayne's property. Uh, Derry, uh, as usual, is uh, voraciously eating a yogurt. Uh, I remember I, I mentioned. I noticed that this time. Yeah. So yeah. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> and he suggests that they call the cops. But uh, Katie disagrees. Don't be such a Sally. Do you know how much shit needs doing around here? Well, shit needs so much doing, really. The produce stand is a fucking shanty. If we sell this stuff, we can make thousands. I know a guy in the reserve. I don't know. Why not? It's because I'm not... Just kidding, we don't give a fuck. If the cops come around here, people will talk. Don't want people talking. Uh, Wayne decides to go with Katie's plan. So scene two, we have Tannis and the natives, and they're at the Skids hideout making a deal for cigarettes. You know the deal. Personal use only. If I hear about you turning around and selling them, and I will hear about it, we're going to have a hell of a problem. Here's your smokes. Diamond dart. Diamond dart. Uh, cut to the very next scene where the skids are selling the smokes for a bucket dart. So uh, <laughs> those doing the math, that's uh, a, uh, let's see, dime that's a, a thousand percent profit on the cigarettes. It's excellent margin. Yeah, good margins. Um, <laughs> uh, and so one of the kids, and, and they're selling them to kids. Like if you notice who's in the lineup, it's a bunch of kids. Like they don't, they don't even look like yeah. old enough for, for high school. So one of the kids gets on the phone and reports the skids to the natives. Scene three, the Hicks are on the res meeting with Katie's contact to sell the marijuana. Uh, they make a deal to sell the marijuana to the natives for $5,000. The Hicks accept, and uh, Derry notices a picture of Tannis on the wall. Who's this? That's Tannis, my daughter. should say it's strange, I suppose. What's so strange about her? I'll tell you. If you find yourselves in her way, you ought to swiftly get out of it. 
So it would appear Tannis is not someone you want to mess with. Uh, incidentally, before we, before we move on, I forgot to mention a note that Matt sent me. He once sold a handful of cigarettes to drunk idiots at a party he threw for $5 a smoke. Oh, Holy my gosh. He took advantage of drunken desperation. This is a judgment-free podcast, right? Uh, so is he now uh, a sales guy? For <laughs> no, he's, he's not in sales. Actually, well, I can't say what his role is at, at our company, but uh, it's it's not sales. <laughs> my my only non-proud proud moment was... Uh, oh, Jesus, the fireworks. The fireworks. <laughs> we... Uh, we were very young and uh, went camping and I bought, I, I don't know, three boxes of fireworks and there was like a handful of cherry bombs and, and, uh, oh my goodness, I think there was that burning schoolhouse or something. Yeah, and yeah. I put a few things together that were just nothing. And I actually shooed a kid away cause he didn't have enough money for, for a little kid. So, so <laughs> wow. we, yeah, we bought one of those uh, multi-pack fireworks with all a bunch of things. But then they had like the little useless like cherry bombs. So Tanya's idea is like, let's let's sell that. I think it to, was like to, to make some of our $2 money dollars a, 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 a for one or five dollars for two. And the kid wanted to buy five for two, but only brought me four. So I shoot him off for an extra dollar. She sent the little kid away I, to, her, yeah, to ask mommy for another dollar. Oh, yeah, there was a cold. that oh. was. A, yeah, that, that's a tennis moment right that, there. That was, wow. <laughs> Oh man! And you, you said this was last year. No, no, <laughs> no. no. This is uh, we we were very young, pre pre oh, pre marriage, probably early twenties. Yeah, we're 20s. we're probably the same age as as the as the characters on this show back then, uh, uh, camping up camping up in uh, Sobel. Um, but yeah, it was, it was fun. Uh, Alan had a look of shock on his face. It was I at that moment believe. I knew she was she uh, she was the one. Um, <laughs> she, she was your spirit animal. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> So uh, Katie, <laughs> after they make the deal for the, uh, for the marijuana, Katie gloats about the deal she set up. But Wayne is bothered by the fact that Tannis' father didn't stand up to shake his hand on the deal. So I retract my, my, my previous theory that he's on the spectrum. I just think he's an old man in a 20-year-old body. I think that's all it is. Like the stuff he complains about, I can hear my grandfather saying, saying you know what I mean? Like... <laughs> What, what what sort of guy uh, doesn't stand up to shake a man's hand? Like, it's just. I think you're right. I think like the fact that he can sit there in the corner and be oblivious that the conversation has passed yeah, and continue on with his one liners. <laughs> yeah. Uh, so uh, Derry's not paying attention to Wayne's comment uh, because he's 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 thinking about Tannis. He's sweet on Tannis. And, yeah. and Katie demands a thank you from Wayne. So he thanks her. Uh, for being a degen with a drug dealer, <laughs> and, and then Katie punches Wayne in the leg, and uh, but he's not looking like he's purposely looking away, and he warns her. Now, if you ever hit me and I find out about it, as if she hadn't touched him, there's a kind of a little cute brother and sister moment there. Uh, scene number four at the rink. The hockey players are being pushed so hard by coach. Uh, Victor, I'm sure you enjoyed this scene. Jonesy's throwing up in the locker room. Riley notices Schmeltz is acting strange, kind of scratching at his skin. Hey, Schmeltz. What the fuck's wrong with you? Nothing. Why? Are you fucked up right now? Me? Yes, you! Are you on mess right now? This is on sewer, bro. Got that fuck, buddy. If we don't fucking do it, no one else is going to. Ryan's on the wall, bro. Hey, give your balls a tug, you tell. Not the right time, Shorzy. 
<laughs> How did this happen, bro? We don't know any dusters that do nothing. Now the fucking rookie. <sighs> well, we do know Stuart and Devin and all those skids, but that's it, buddy. You know, I heard the ginger and boots used to do that shit. And look where it got them smell. <laughs> so. And then the list goes on and on yeah, and on. Yeah, that's right. The oh, hockey players brilliant. go on to discuss all the other people they know who are do- who are on drugs, and they're realizing the problem is getting out of hand. So they decide they're going to pay the skids a visit. Oh, that was, that's a funny scene. And and there you go. The uh, the the ostrich fuckers are back. So are you happy about they, that? They are back. <laughs> They are back. <laughs> uh, scene number five, outside the dollar store, the skids are lured behind the building to an awaiting Tannis and friends. What is this? This is where I ruin your life. Hang on. No, 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 no. You hang on, all right? You's ripped me off and I'm fucking pissed. But <sighs> we can make this right. As un-PC as this market may be, it's pretty lucrative. So if you sell the rest of the cigarettes at a buck a dart, we get 90 cents, you get 10. <laughs> deal. Deal. No. No deal. I spend all our money at that rave. You're going to step on some toes in any business venture. It's inevitable. If we want to take this med business to the next level, we cannot part with any more coin. So uh, the skids are ready to take a beating uh, in order to, you know, to save some money. I was a little surprised with that. I, I would think, have. I, would I love have how pictured. everyone's addressing when they're ready, ready to fight. Everyone just starts to take their shirts off. <laughs> well, except <laughs> the skids couldn't even take his yeah, shirt he, off. Yeah, he can't even <laughs> take his shirt off. Uh, Stuart and Devin prepare to fight the natives, but they can barely get their shirts off. Uh, much to Tannis's amusement, uh, then she drops the hammer. Is that how you think this works? You just take a beating and then we're square. <laughs> a bunch of basics. <sighs> He's been watching the wrong movies, boys. Mm-mm. Pay attention. <clears throat> this isn't just about us anymore, all right? This is about everyone now. Your friends, your families. Until we get paid, they all suffer. Mm, what's our head got nice that that Huh? Let the burning of letter Kenny begin. Very ominous. It's gone all Godfather here in Letter Kenny. <laughs> uh, let's see. Scene number six. Back at the farm, the Hicks are building a new produce stand. Uh, I guess they're anticipating the money they're going to make from the marijuana sale. Katie brings the boys some refreshments, and Squirrely Dan uh, pulls his patent. Oh my gosh! Pulls his patented. What I appreciate about your line, and Wayne warns him to go easy, <laughs> and that's when Squirrely Dan lays it all on the line. Your yeah. sister's half brain. There, I said it. I said it. I regret nothing. I regret nothing. Well, you have to paint the scene Too on that one. Too fat to run. <laughs> he stepped on his line. Too fat to run. Oh, I didn't know it was still going. Oh, yeah, man. you have to paint the scene on that. There is this fat man <laughs> running, running for it, thinking Wayne's going to... Just pound them. <laughs> and Wayne's just standing there looking bewildered. <laughs> what the hell is Squirrely Dan doing? So here's a note from Matt. Too fat to run. Welcome back, Squirrely Dan. I cried laughing during this scene as he ran off into the field. Yes. Uh, funny scene. Welcome back, Squirrely Dan. I think even Tanya's uh, smiled or at least chuckled a bit. when Absolutely. <laughs> Absolutely. That was a that was a golden moment there. 
I had to rewind because I couldn't, I didn't, couldn't make it out what he actually said. Yeah. And then he started running away and I had to rewind it and listen to it again. Your sister's hot. There, I said it. I regret nothing. I love it. I love it. <laughs> Brilliant. I regret nothing. <laughs> <laughs> all right uh let's see uh, next hopefully they didn't have to take uh more than two takes for that one. i know right poor poor uh poor cage <laughs> trevor wilson uh next scene jonesy and riley are at the skids hideout with nylon stocking masks as if anyone in town wouldn't know who the fuck they are uh, <laughs> with the intention of trashing their meth lab uh but when they get there the lab's already been trashed which kind of disappoints them so instead they they go off looking for the skids to beat them up. I wonder you smashed up his place, bro. Fucking long hair, don't care, bro. We find the skids and we have that fucking Donnie Brick, buddy. Buckets off. Fucking rip over there and just conflict. Fight, injure, kill. Oh, ball up, bang out, buds. Bust on, bust up. Down with the scrap app. Hug nasty, truculence, berkey. Little squabble. <laughs> Little quibble. Smackdown. Spar, spat, schism. We are at this level, <laughs> but we need to get to this level. <laughs> oh, man. Uh, Note from Matt, Jonesy and, and Shorzy, I think he means uh, Riley, are legends, favorite characters. Jen and I always laugh at their Dr. Seuss tongue-twisting talk. Uh, it, this episode proved again why it's actually fun to watch with subtitles on. <laughs> uh, did you... And, and Go ahead. I was going to say, uh, the one line where they say truculence, yeah. Burksy, they're referring to Brian Burke because that's what he always likes to say. Yeah, I thought I thought you'd get a, a kick out of that. So yeah, a little nice little call out to Lee fans and from the uh, Brian Burke era. Yeah. Uh, scene number eight. Back at the farm, it's nighttime, and Wayne and Katie run out of their house to find the new produce stand up in flames. And very very dramatic scene. The next day. Wayne and Derry are out surveying what's left of the burnt produce stand, and Tannis's father is there to pick up the marijuana plants. Uh, he fills the hicks in on what um, may have happened. Sorry about what happened here. Know about the beef. What beef? Between your meth pals and my daughter. Two things. One, no one who does meth is a pal of mine, for fuck's sake. Two, what are you talking about? She was ripped off on a cigarette transaction by some fellas from Letterkenny. And then... She's owed money by someone from your town. She's going to make it everyone's problem. Sorry to be the bearer of bad news. Hope this serves as some sort of consolation. Count it if you like. She won't stop until she gets what's owed. Tannis comes back to collect. She won't be short-staffed. Us neither. Fucking skids. So, yeah. Um... <clears throat> so they're anticipating some retribution from Tannis, and so they're going to have to get some uh, reinforcements. Scene number nine. Behind the dollar store, the skids walk around back and are confronted by the hockey players who are ready to kick their asses for turning Letterkenny into a meth town. Uh, just as they're about to have a Donnybrook, uh, they're interrupted by Tannis and the natives, and there's a three-way standoff. Power stop, Tannis. We got dibs on the Donnybrook with the skids. What's the dibs? Dibs is a dibs is a dibs. Hey, <laughs> pipe down, shithead. You don't get it, do you? This is about the money. So until we get the money, Letterkenny will continue to burn. All right? Ona. Tennis turns to leave, but standing there is Wayne and the Hicks. How are you now? Good, yo. 
deadly. That's <laughs> a very, very intense look Wayne gives when he says deadly. Wayne is brought back up along with Derry and Squirrely Dan. He's also joined by Joint Boy and two others that finally make Tannis stop in her tracks. Is that the ginger and boots? Those two guys fucked an ostrich. Just the ginger fucked an ostrich. Allegedly. It'll take like two people to fuck an ostrich, three even. It was a sick ostrich. Allegedly. You were fucking ruthless bringing a couple of dudes like that here. In his defense. Usually not the type of prick I am. If they fucked an ostrich, what else have they fucked? Just the ginger fucked an ostrich. Allegedly. I ask again, if they fucked an ostrich, what else have they fucked? It's almost not worth thinking about. So there's that ostrich. I'm telling you, it gets in your head and you, you, (laughs) you have to like, you just, you pause and you go, now, how would that work? (laughs) It's like when you see like a really, really tiny woman with a giant man (laughs) and you just kind of for a moment, just kind of stop and pause and go, now, how would that work? Uh, It, it, the, the ostrich thing just kind of gets in your head and, 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 and messes with it. Victor has his ostrich background on (laughs) that. So, so Tanya, we finally meet Ginger and Boots. Well, did we? Did we though? Because like, really, though, they're standing behind people. We can't really get a good look at their face. And even in the additional seeds following after that, yeah, let's not get to We it don't either, so. really see or hear or or there was. The, yeah, but they play an important role in what happens next. They're uh, a flash. Squirrely Dan is so funny in this episode, like, like in this scene especially too. I feel like the last like five episodes of this season have he led up to the this. word allegedly <laughs> like three times. How is that like a no? He's, he's that so... is not a squirrely. What else does he say? That's the only thing he says in the whole. <laughs> that whole clip oh, allegedly he says more he says more in the in the, in the next clip all right uh what did you think when you saw when you finally saw red and boots uh victor no i i i wasn't as uh disappointed as i i, I finally you know you get to put a face to uh <laughs> to a name so that's good um it was interesting because they it's like they had a magnetic field around them that nobody actually <laughs> yeah they, and rather than attract they were repelling anything that came near them so it was a pretty so was, pretty uh, smart move like a by special superpower yeah, yeah it was a pretty smart move by wayne to to get them to come and help them uh for sure he's i but love do you how- think what? Do you think Wayne knew that that's their superpower or that they were tough? <laughs> I think uh, either way, he, he they needed some backup because of the, the natives were going to yeah, be a, yeah. a, a, you know, a tough group to handle. And uh, but I, I think it didn't hurt that. Yeah, that none no of them wants to touch them. Yeah, exactly. Uh, <laughs> so, brilliant. yeah, it was. Tannis lets Wayne say his piece. OK, speak. You just got ripped off. It's too bad that happened. And? And it's none of my business till it was my business. Now, we could beat the fuck out of you right here. And mark my words, one day we'll get you. But that doesn't solve our problem here. Derry? Your name is Derry? Daryl. Just some my friends call me sometimes. <laughs> we got to put the damage you're doing around Ladder County to bed. That's 5K. What are you old? <laughs> More than that? We're Right. See, he says more. <laughs> we're going to call it 5K. Is that what we're going to do? We are. You're going to take it and leave Letter Kenny. 
And if you come back for so much as to pump your gas, when he gives a warning, you don't repeat it. We'll get you. Deal. <clears throat> Beats fighting an ostrich fucker. <laughs> so, Squirrely Dan's little like blow up there is the funniest. What the heck thing. does he even say? <laughs> I don't know what he says, but it's just funny how he reacts. Just, just so he just flies off the head. Yeah, he just like <laughs> it's it's a side of him we never uh, we've never seen before. Just like he's like so breaking so out this high episode. strong. Yeah, um, yeah, and uh, yeah, beats uh, fighting, fighting uh, an ostrich fucker. So uh, yeah, it was a it was the right thing to do to bring <laughs> red and boots to the fight. Uh, so let's see here. Tannis goes to walk away after making the deal, but not before turning back to the skids for one final demoralizing word. I gotta know. This has got to sting a little bit, right? <laughs> I mean, you're short, you're ugly, you're incompetent, you're fucking baroque. Fucking A. <laughs> you're a fucking addict, you're hopeless. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, you are such a tragedy that even all these people here who hate you will bail you out just so they can, what's the word, erase you. My cousin was born with fetal alcohol syndrome and he works at a fucking bank. What's your fucking excuse? That'll do, Tamis. Hey, I'm not talking to you. Look at you. You got bloodshot eyes, runny nose, fucking greasy hair, scabs everywhere. What is that? What's that right there? You see that? Is that cum? Dried cum on your fucking zipper? I'm so sorry. <laughs> oh, you are pointless. I bet the second you popped out, your mom wished she had a sewn-up snapper. Probably would have been better if you grew to the sickly size inside her womb and killed the both of you before you fucking rolled out and started fucking up. Bitch. Oh, what? I'll tell you what's got to sting a little bit. <laughs> Well, fucking get after it then. Katie kicks Tannis in the box <laughs> and incites the mob to fight. Uh, little uh, note here from Matt. How uncomfortable was Tannis's attack on Stuart? Just brutal. Uh, but love the way the, lo- the town loyalty that followed. So, yeah, that was a, a brutal, brutal scene. Um, I had to I had to clip the whole thing because there's no, no way to describe just how brutal that was. Yeah, she she really yeah that was. That <clears throat> but it, was, it, it it was like I like the way I mean I don't know did you feel sorry for Stuart like I uh, did yeah yeah she, he she but at the same time it was like one of those again moments where you hope that he was listening and took it to to heart yeah to heart to to propel himself into bettering himself once more well i mean at the beginning uh you know even jonesy and riley are kind of agreeing with her and cheering her on but then it just takes a turn to the point where even wayne is like tana stop like yeah you're you're taking it too far what do you think victor yeah you know same thing right i mean this is the same guy that two episodes ago uh you know was kind of staging himself to be the villain <laughs> and, and, and doing quite, quite well at it and, and turning everybody into an addict. Uh, and now he was really taken down and, and yeah, you can't help but feel sorry for him just cause it's so brutal what she's saying. Mm-hmm. And yeah, Jonesy, uh, yeah, he definitely, uh, toned it down and then eventually just it all turned, uh, and then they all turned on her. So, um, and, and, you know, they did a really great job between that very uncomfortable scene and the melee that followed. Mm-hmm. It was 
obviously the most comical part of the episode because well i don't uh, know i think i think actually the 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 scenes with uh with between the ten tannis and and wayne were the most comical leading up to that uh but yeah the fight was pretty comical the, the fight was yeah i mean the, yeah. i mean yeah you know we can kind of pull hairs on mm-hmm. you know what's funnier but uh, the the fight scene, the choreography, all the little things that happened, all the golden yeah. nuggets that oh for sure <laughs> that so followed. So I wrote down all, all hell breaks loose, and at first it's not apparent who's fighting who. Uh, but it, there's a hilarious scene where one of the skids ends up between Red and Boots and looks terrified to be there. <laughs> <laughs> that was brilliant. Yeah. Oh man, but, I nearly fell off my chair when yeah. that happened. Yeah. But then it becomes apparent that it's Letter Kenny versus the natives. Joint Boy lights a joint between throwing punches. Uh, three skids team up on one native, which seems about even. Uh, the hockey players are even fighting the natives, although no one comes close to Red and Boots. They're kind of just standing there. They, they look like they're disappointed. No one's like coming up to them to fight. They look like they were like the the like the the security watching the fight. Yeah, yeah, happen, but not actually stepping in. So, and then during the melee, melee, uh, melee, melee, whatever the fight during the fight. <laughs> Uh, you see the money falling to the ground. Uh, Wayne uh, picks it up and then picks Tannis up, gives her the money and escort, es- escorts her away. So even even though they, they ended up fighting, he's still giving her the money because he knows that fight or not, they're the, the only thing that's going to stop her from, uh, you know, her wrath on Letter Kenny is to give her the money. <clears throat> yeah, but is she going to leave it at that? She just got kicked in the box. <laughs> Well, but she got kicked in a box, but he picked up the money and gave it to her. And so I think that kind of evens it out because they could have just taken it back. Yeah. Yeah. So I think, yeah. So Wayne thinks that it's about the money and and, and Tannis says as much right at the beginning of of the whole confrontation. She says it's about the money. It's you you can take a beating right now, but we're still going to come back for the money. So. So, uh, yeah. Uh, And how was it that it was going to be more than 5K? Yeah, I don't know that that math didn't add up. I mean, no, I don't know I'm how like, many cigarettes how they many sold. How many cigarettes were in that bag? <laughs> yeah, at I'm ten like, cents at a, a dollar a bag. I'm like, no, yeah. no, no. Yeah. All right. But anyway, so uh, next scene. But oh, what? It, they, 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 they must have known when they were selling those cigarettes that they're gonna totally scam them. I mean, that has to have. You know, because who can smoke that many cigarettes? Yeah, no, for sure. Uh, I think it was probably a way of Tannis to to, to enlist the skids to work. <laughs> for the natives right because then in the end the deal she makes for them is you get to keep 10 cents we'll keep 90 cents well that's what they paid for the cigarettes to begin with was 10 cents a piece so yeah um yeah yeah. so next scene at modine's the hicks the hockey players and the skids uh minus boots and red by the way uh are are all sitting i thought they were there no they weren't there uh not that i saw no they weren't there unless they were in the back or, or whatever but not at the table sitting at the same table battered bruised and bloody and bonding over the fight. Well, who'd have thunk it? Fuck. Fuck. Mm-hmm. That was a top tier sucker, Riley. You too, Jonesy. Thanks, boys. Sucker you guys in your sleep. Still <laughs> makes my top three suckers, boys. An A1 box shot, you fucking barbarian. Never claimed to be a lady. <laughs> Did you stop and smoke a joint for a bit and then jump right back in there? Nectar of gods, fellas. 
Uh, Gail brings them a bottle of Gus and Brew on the house to share, and the group celebrates a triumphant moment, passing the bottle around. But then uh, the hockey players refuse to pass the bottle to the skids. <clears throat> so uh, Katie takes it, takes a shot, and then passes it to Stuart and Devin. Uh, Stuart looks around timidly before taking a shot, but no one objects. So I think at that moment, he kind of felt, uh, you know, part of the group. So go backwards, though, because mm-hmm. Wayne said he wanted nothing to do and they were not friends of his. And now they're sharing a drink. Well, they just because they just fought together. That changes yeah. everything. None of, none of this was planned, right? Yeah. I mean, this was just. <laughs> but it's interesting. So I think back to that scene where, where they're uh, uh, out in front of the uh, burnt down produce stand. And uh, so, I mean, <clears throat> there's probably no answer to this because only the writer would know. But when uh, when 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 Wayne and Derry learned from Tannis's father that this was all over, like a, a dispute between the skids and um, and the natives. Do you think when when uh, Wayne smashes that board and he says fucking skids and he walks away, do you think at that point there he already knew he, what he had to do was give the money to, to the natives? Mm. I, I think so. You think so? Probably. Or yeah. was he just pissed yeah. at the I skids mean, at that point? And, and you know, like it's it's an interesting like it it doesn't mean anything either way. But it, it's interesting to think that maybe at that point he already knew I just got five grand from from this guy, um, and I'm gonna have to fork it over. I'm gonna have to fork it over just to save the skids. Oh, I'm to save Letter Kenny. Not to, he's not doing it for them. He's no, doing I it think for the town. I, w- I don't think he would have came to that conclusion already. He just learned about why, what the reason was. I think it was just that he was pissed and smacked yeah. the board. There, from there's that. a there's a separation between the money and like so. So he's giving the money to save Letter Kenny. Mm-hmm. He is fighting to because of the because they were insulting Stuart, yeah. right? I think that that's um, yeah. there. The, that's the separation there, right? The money and the fight are two separate, separate things. Yeah. So I think and it, that's why he picked up the money and gave it anyway afterwards. Yeah. Yeah. So I think there's a, it shows another part of his character. Like, like Matt would say, he's, he's the protector and, and even people he doesn't necessarily yeah. like, but because they're from letter Kenny and they grew up together, he's going to defend them against outsiders. Absolutely. Yeah. Yep. yep. He's a stand-up man, that one. That's right. And so after this whole celebration, Wayne has the last word. You know, I got to say, I'm looking forward to a little bit of peace and quiet around here. Here, here. Yeah. There ain't no reason to get excited, am I right? Yeah. 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 That's a nice little call back to episode one uh, that was called Ain't No Reason to Get Excited. Uh, but then yep. just as uh, Wayne finishes saying that, uh, Tyson played by Jay Burton, walks into Modine's. All right. Who the fuck is the toughest guy in here? All heads turn to Wayne, who stands up and says, that'd be me. So the music starts up again, and Wayne walks out behind Modine's, turns around, and gets knocked out by one punch. Fade to black, roll credits. And that's how the uh, the uh, season finale so ends. is this a new character we're going to learn about? Uh, yeah, uh, I think it's safe to say that we do we do see more of uh, uh, what did I call him? What's his name? Uh, Jay. You called him. You called Tyson. Him, I think you called him Tyson. Yeah, his name's Tyson. And uh, and then I wondered how you knew his name aside from just skipping ahead. No, uh, yeah. So I knew his name because I looked it up on on the uh, uh, Letter Kenny wiki. Uh, 
Um, Got it. But also he does, he comes back. It, it's, it's hilarious. Cause wait, wait till you see when he comes back it, it, anyway. But um, so at the end of this episode, somebody actually manages to knock Wayne out and that that's your cliffhanger. Uh, and then there's just the uh, post credit scene. I'm wondering, Victor, did you watch it? <laughs> Um, the version I was watching did not have a post credit scene, so oh, okay. I kind of felt that probably there was, but I, I missed out on it. I I, I feel like uh, after this season, there there's no more post credit scenes. I think the post credit scenes were just for season a season one thing. Uh, I could be wrong. All I know right. I know that at some point along the way they they stopped doing them, and I feel like season one was kind of it. Uh, but so there was okay. a post credit scene uh, <clears throat> in this one, and it's just Devin and Stuart, and they're hanging out. And Devin's, for some reason, reciting lines of Shakespeare and Stewart's getting annoyed with the dialogue, you know, like, why is this person saying it this? Why aren't they saying it this way? Why don't they say what they mean? Blah, blah, blah. And Devin's just like, uh, you know, just reciting the lines and saying, well, it's because it's poetic and it's whatever. He's he's defending it. And then in the end, Stewart compliments Devin on his acting. Uh, and Devin asks for a hug and Stewart turns him down. And that's how the, the scene ends. They were so, so <laughs> that that like epic teenager there was like a post or something or a pole uh, yeah. that was burnt by the looks of it that was standing up in the corner and they poke at it and it moves and then they run like they did something wrong or something it was it was it's quite so comical yeah it's it's funny but yeah i feel like because it was centered around the skids victor would have hated it <laughs> uh, not necessarily i mean i didn't really hate anything too much about the skit this episode so wow um wow we're, 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 we're maybe we're, maybe victor's melting <laughs> we're being worn down yeah <laughs> <laughs> we really are oh really come are. on come on guys all right so let's let's uh let's talk okay final kind of um uh impressions of the of this episode uh no, no ratings or, or anything yet just just kind of give me your your overall impression uh go ahead tanya why don't you start overall impression um it was it was it was okay mm -hmm. okay i'm gonna say maybe good maybe good. <laughs> maybe good all right uh anything in particular like it no it was just again the character building mm -hmm. it had some some good funny moments there it had uh it had some it had a good balance between comedy and um um, an actual storyline to mm -hmm. it, which, which, yeah, I appreciate, I appreciate. <laughs> All right. <laughs> Victor, what did you think? I felt it was the most complete episode of the season. Mm -hmm. Um, it was, it was watchable from the very beginning to the end. Uh, at no point was I questioning, uh, life choices in terms of <laughs> kind of getting into this show. Yeah. Um, I, I, I kind of felt, I felt engaged in the episode all the way from beginning to end. Um, and, and I think that's a good thing. Mm -hmm. Okay. Well, I mean, uh, I agree with, with both of you. I agree more with Victor. I think <laughs> I thought this was a great episode. Well, I mean, it was, it had, like you said, it had everything. It had the, the, the comedic moments, like really funny moments. It had some really dramatic moments. I thought like where some state, there were some stakes, some high stakes there, which, which, uh, I think kind of made the funny moments like it amplified those moments even more. Uh, it had, a, it basically had every main character in it, except for pastor Glenn. Interestingly, that's okay. That's okay. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. By yeah, all means um, we don't. And, and, and McMurray, <laughs> but I, I wouldn't call McMurray a main character yet, but yeah, I guess of the, the main groups, 
you had you had the the Hicks and the Skids and the hockey players represented, and uh, uh, I I loved it. Like I thought, you know, it showed how how the small town bands together, even even when they don't maybe get along individually or internally. Uh, when faced with a, an external threat, they're they're they get together and they they take care of business. So that was pretty good. Um, <clears throat> let's see. Uh, and uh, the only note I have here from uh, Matt is overall epic episode. So let's start with ratings. We'll go with uh, Tanya first. Uh, would you give this a fresh clearance or compost? Sorry, long pause. Um, <laughs> fresh clearance. It's, it's really, it's really up there. It is. Mm-hmm. I, I, wow. I, okay. See if there was like a level between. Can I, can I remind you, you gave fart book a fresh, just, 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 you know, I'm not trying to convince you either way, but, uh, so that's your, that's your bar right now. <laughs> I, again, I'm being worn down now. Oh, I man. feel like. I feel like I'm understanding it a bit more Mm -hmm. and I'm, and I'm getting it a little bit and I'm laughing a little bit more. Mm -hmm. This one, there wasn't anything that, that really upset me. Um, I, I, it did. I like the storyline. Okay. I'm going to, I'm going to go for it. I'm going to give it a fresh. Wow. Matt's not even here to witness this. Hold on, hold on though. Uh, Victor, what, that, was, that was a little bit like going to the dentist and having your teeth pulled out. Didn't you like the suspense? That was suspenseful. Yeah, Come she's, on trying, she's trying to build suspense. Victor, what, what's your rating? Fresh, clearance, or compost? Well, I won't keep you on the edge of your seat like Tanya. That was a easy, hard, fresh. Really? Yeah, yeah. Wow, yeah. that's awesome. Uh, an easy hard fresh. So crisp. It's crisp. It's like uh It's crisp. Yeah, yeah it's it's all, there's still some green on it crisp. still. Like it's not that's right. It's like that's like right. I don't know how much you love green peppers. <laughs> don't don't even have to check the expiry date on that sucker. <laughs> that's That's great. Um <laughs> I won't keep you in suspense with Matt's rating. He said fresh rating with 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 an ex- exclamation mark. Uh, so he <clears throat> absolutely gave it a fresh. And guess what? And damn it, he warned me I needed a, a sound effect for this. Um, and I don't have one. Um, but yes, of course, it's a fresh like this is a great episode. It has everything. It has drama. It has like it has it has stakes. It has it, it 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 does it's funny it covers it all it's got heart it, it really has heart and and uh and it's squirrely dan i mean squirrely dan is in so r- right away that should give like a plus one just to- him <laughs> running in the field and just trying to uh, trying his best to stand up to wayne <clears throat> there you go awesome so i i I think when you get four fresh uh, uh, ratings, you, what it, I think that equals a harvest. A harvest. Yeah. A harvest. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, here we go. We'll just use this for now. Wondrous. Wondrous. That's what it, it gets. A wondrous. Uh, all right. So let's get to our um, top five ra- ratings then, Tanya. So, so far you have at number one, fart book. Uh, number two, super soft birthday. Number three, ain't no reason to get excited. Number four, rave, and number five, wingman Wayne. I I feel like uh, at least one of these is going to get knocked off today. Where would you put a fuss in the back bush? Uh, I'll uh, see. Fartbook was. It feels like it was so long ago, and I don't really <laughs> remember it as well as now. This episode, mm-hmm. I'm going to say this one. This one's number one. Yeah, it will go to the top and then everything else will fall. 
under that. Wow, that's awesome. Okay, Victor, uh, where would you rate? Or let me let me give you your ratings out. So at number one, you have Fart Book. Number two, Super Soft Birthday. Number three, Ain't No Reason to Get Excited. Number four, Rave. And number five, Wingman Wayne. Where would you rate uh, a fuss in the back bush? Yeah, so this is really great because we finally get to knock Wingman off the off the list, and we never have to talk about it again. So, um, <laughs> so that's great. So we'll put this one at the very top, just like Tanya, and it's going to oh, push wow. everything down by one. Wow! Wow! And, and get that wing. It's got at least it's got wings, and it can fly. So um, uh, it's not going to fall to its death. All right. And before I give my rating, I'm going to let, just let you all know that Matt moves this one to number one, also on his list. Oh my easily. goodness! So uh, that knocks <laughs> Fart Book off of his list. Finally, I think he'll be very happy to to, to learn about that. So three number ones. Um, <clears throat> let's see. My list, super soft birthday, no reason to get excited, rave, wingman, Wayne, and fart book. I mean, I'm happy to see fart book go. Uh, I'm, yeah, it's got to be, I guess it's number one. It's got to be number one because it's, it's the most, like, like Victor, you said, it is the most complete episode. It's got everything in it um, so far that makes this show really good. So, uh, yes, number one for me as well. So, uh, four straight okay, number you ones. You really need to get a sound bite for that then. I know. We just all, like, wow. That was I know what, four for four. Is there like a Harvest Moon song? Yeah. Wait, no. How about something like like this is this is um this is Letter Kenny, right? So maybe this would be it. They give your balls a tug, you Ted fucker. I mean, <laughs> it's very apropos for this show. <laughs> oh, brilliant! <laughs> uh, let's see. So uh, great. Let's uh, just go to some uh, listener co- comments from. Uh, uh, oh no! You need to play the other one. Which number one? three. Number, th- number three. Yeah, there this you one? go. Yeah, all four of Jinx, us. Jinx, you owe me a Coke. <laughs> Jinx, you owe me a Coke? All four of us. Yes, yes, we all. <laughs> that's right. Yeah, because we all said yeah. number one at the same time. You're right. That that was a good idea. There you go. Um, I'm just going to move o- uh, over to listener comments for a second. Uh, we have a few from Twitter. Uh, our buddy Jason Cutler, uh, he says that this podcast is sticky. I give it the big eyes. So I think that's that's a good thing. <laughs> Thank you, Jason, for for continuing to listen. Um, uh, oh, sticky! No, That's yeah. like saying the word moist. It's just a little oh yeah, sticky and moist. Uh, in, but appropriate for Letterkenny. Yes, so. absolutely appropriate for Letterkenny. Uh, this one here, in response to Matt's uh, in-depth in, uh, opossum research from last week. Yeah, my Doberman and Bloodhound made one pass out. One, one as in possum, I guess, pass out in our yard just by barking at it. We thought it was dead, so we carried it off to the woods. When we went, uh, when we went back to it, I, I guess the next day the sucker was gone. So that was from Sherry Ann Grace, just uh, uh, sharing a possum story of her own. Thank you, Sherry Ann, for listening. And then uh, Joshua Burley from uh, Pennsylvania said, "Enjoy the show so far. Makes me want to do homework." Now, too, Joshua, by all means, follow along with us. And hey, maybe one day we'll have you on, too, as, as, a, as a guest panelist, if uh, if you want to talk about, you know, let us know what your favorite episode is and we'll have you on. Um, so, yeah, uh, I mean, final thoughts on 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 the season finale or, yeah, the season finale for season one, uh, Tanya. Uh, have we changed your mind? I, I know you're, you joke that we're wearing you down. Mm. 
but is it that we're wearing you down or are you just understanding it more? Like you're understanding the, the appeal of the show more. I'm understanding it. Uh, yeah. Okay. I'm understanding it a little bit more. You're, you are wearing me down every day. <laughs> you, you come out with another uh, Leonard Kenny reference, <laughs> making coffee. You will say something or the kids, you will turn and look at me and say something. Um, what was it today? I'm at this level and I got to be at this level. <laughs> you even said something cause Veronica, uh, our daughter was, uh, running around without a shirt on and, and. Oh yeah. It? No, I was like, Veronica, put some clothes on. And in the back of my head, I, I could hear Katie saying, not my forte. And it just shattered me. Like, I don't want, <laughs> I don't want to think of my six year old daughter in that way. Oh dear. Yes. Oh. It, it's, it's becoming life altering at this point. And, uh, yeah, again, you're wearing me down. So no, but I do find myself, uh, and all joking aside, um, looking forward to the homework. Ooh, all right. It's getting there. That's progress. It's getting there. Victor, <laughs> final thoughts? Yeah, I think, um, you know, I'm actually looking forward to season two just because um, how well it ended. And it actually ended on a pretty good cliffhanger. So you kind of mm -hmm. want to find out what happened. I'm hoping it's one of those things where they answer that, that they continue with that as opposed to pretend that never happened. So mm -hmm. we'll see. Um, but yeah, uh, you know, looking forward to the next season. I'm glad, you know, it's only six episodes so far, right? So yeah. uh, when you consider that the sample size is so small, mm -hmm. it's 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 kind of easy to be more forgiving. Mm -hmm. And when I kind of eliminate the worst episode, um, I think that it's a pretty good show mm -hmm. and, uh, yeah, just looking, <laughs> looking forward to see what happens next. So let's talk about that cliffhanger for a second, because to me, the weakest part of this episode is the cliffhanger. I found it, I felt it was kind of lazy because it was like this great story that they told. And in the end, I mean, they could have just ended no, it. That, no, 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 no. Well, let me finish. So they could have just ended it at them around the table, taking shots and Stuart, you know, feeling part of the group. But it's like, oh, shit, it's the season finale. We have to end on a cliffhanger. What are we going to do? Oh, somebody's got to come in and knock Wayne out. Like, I felt like it was kind of like tacked on at the end. And, and you know what I mean? Like, I don't know. But that's how they started this whole thing. The first the first episode was who is Wayne going to start fighting again? Who's he going yeah. to fight and yeah. him knocking a person for the first time in a while. And, and, and I don't know, it's just fitting that he went looking for fights mm -hmm. and uh, here's a fight that came look for him and ended up knocking him on his ass. I, I felt it was totally, totally appropriate. It, it, it did the full circle um, and it didn't, it didn't make it about the cliffhangers. So I kind of, I appreciated that, or I appreciate that about it. You appreciate it <laughs> <laughs> because uh, you know it, it didn't linger. I, I, that's where I liked about it. So, uh, you know, it, the episode was good. It, it was complete. And if had they ended it without a cliffhanger, then I would have had questions. I would have thought. Um, Just sitting around the table, a, a, sure. Is there even a need for a season two? It's kind mm -hmm. of, you know, they kind of wrapped it up. Uh, let's try something. Let's go to another small town somewhere. Sure, but I mean, I feel like the cliffhanger could have maybe been more involved with the actual story that was happening then. It, I, it, I'm, I'm, it's funny right now because uh, what's happening right now is I'm criticizing the show and the two of you are defending it. <laughs> oh, my. <laughs> Where's Matt to witness this? Oh, uh, yeah. Right? But, um... I'd I mean, be opening up another beer at by now. 
I don't know, Al, because I think typically when you look at shows, right, mm-hmm. you you, you want to start each season with a whole new set of uh, storylines. Mm-hmm. And had they drawn out anything that happened in this episode into the cliffhanger, then you don't all of a sudden put a um, – uh, you don't close it. And mm-hmm. I think that this was a way to do it. Well, I mean, uh, I'll admit it's a small point. And again, like the whole, I love the episode. I mean, it's my number one so far, whatever. It's just t- to me, like it, was, it felt like it was just tacked on at the end. Like there was this like yeah. triumphant moment. Everyone's having a great time. And then suddenly somebody, Oh, what are we going to do for a cliffhanger? Oh, let's have somebody walk no, into the no, bar, no. challenge Wayne it. to a fight. And they closed it the way they opened it. Yeah. They, they, yeah. they, yeah. It, it was just, what was it when he, they were at the table and, and he, I can't recall now what uh, his words were exactly, but again, oh, he was it, looking forward to some back peace to the, and quiet. It, yeah. it called back to the first episode. Oh yeah. It's a callback. Mm-hmm. It's a callback. It's a love letter, whatever you want to call it. Yeah. It made sense. And, uh, um, it worked. Did you hear that, Matt? I got Victor and Tanya to defend the show. <laughs> <laughs> Awesome. Oh, All right. So uh, next week, uh, inst- we're not going to uh, do a recap of the first uh, episode next week. In- but what we're, we're going to do is we're actually going to have uh, a guest on next week. Uh, we're going to have Dean Giles from the uh, How Are You Now podcast. That's the uh, Letterkenny podcast out in Seattle. We're going to have him on next week. And we're going to have like just a nice little chat with him interview him find out what turned him onto the show and get like a an american's perspective on on uh, on what we've seen so far next week and then we'll we'll continue with the recaps uh uh the the following week does that sound all right fantastic sounds good awesome so uh looking forward to having dean giles on next week uh awesome yeah so uh for this uh to play us out here i'm going to play one of the tracks from this um episode called Send Them by the Serial Killers. All right. And that's all we have for this episode. Next week, we won't have a recap. Instead, we'll be joined by Dean Giles of the How Are You Now podcast. They claim to be the toughest podcast in Letterkenny. Well, we'll see about that. Please rate us on iTunes if you like the show. Follow us on Twitter at ProduceStandPod. Uh, we also invite you to visit our website, the ProduceStandPod.com. Uh, for episode recaps and a list of our favorite episodes. Thanks for joining us. Uh, now we're going to... Oh, I didn't even write something for this part. What are we going to do now? Are uh, we not watching an episode next week? We're homework? not. We're, we're, we're just going to visit with, with uh, our buddy Dean from the other podcast. Oh, no homework? <laughs> no I homework. I just said I was looking forward to homework. Yeah, listen listen to Freaking one or two geez. episodes of the other podcast. Yeah, yeah. Listen to a few episodes of the other podcast. Oh, the other thing is uh, there's this great uh, W5 uh, uh, clip on on YouTube on Letter Kenny. Uh, it's it's worth the watch. Maybe we can discuss it in the next episode. So I'll send you guys a link for that. Uh, w five is a Canadian uh, news uh, magazine show, and they do like a whole twenty minutes on on Letter Kenny. What makes it great, and on uh, they they focus on Jared his his uh, upbringing. But is in- it gonna have, is it gonna have spoilers? Is it gonna? Yeah. No, no. I watched it. It doesn't. It doesn't spoil uh, too much of what's coming up. So I think it'll be fine. But it, it talks about Jared and it talks about Tier, uh, Jacob Tierney, the, his co-writer. Um, it's it's a, it's really good. So I'll send you guys a link and then we can maybe talk about that in the next episode. Sound good? Okay. Okay. Yep. All right. From all of us at the Produce Stand, have a good night. <laughs>